0: You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment, featured on ahlreport.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Uh, I am your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, Amy Johnson. Uh, And we're glad that you're with us today for The Press Zone, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are glad that you are here. Uh, and we are glad, I am glad, that my fabulous co-host is here with me again today, and he is the editor-in-chief of all of our Rocket Sports Media uh, websites and our founder, and he is Rick Stevens. How are, I, I'm, we haven't even started and I'm exhausted from today's hockey news.
1: <laughs> all of the news, all in one day.
0: Our uh, longtime listener, Kathy, sent me a message uh, late this afternoon and said, is the podcast going to be a bajillion hours long i said pretty much
1: (laughs) but it's not don't run away yet no no no. no. (laughs) No, stay with us it's not we
0: promise it's going to be uh we'll be
1: selective in the news
0: that's right but uh we do have oh boy there will be a lot to cover today Mm -hmm.
1: so did you catch the super bowl
0: um as little of it as i possibly (laughs) could muster i just didn't i wasn't feeling it this year
1: the absolute um, worst viewed or least viewed Super Bowl in since 2007, I believe. Um, I, apparently, everybody was just kind of, eh, you know?
0: Well, yeah, you know. Uh, I can guarantee, though, uh, one thing that viewership will not be down on and hasn't been down on is, is MMA, um, and actually two of the sport's most respected fighters are stepping back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. So if you haven't tried it yet, get it. Get this. Fantasy MMA is easy to play.
1: All you have to do is just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more.
0: There is no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes.
1: Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs this weekend.
0: DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And, of course, remember that promo code THPN, that's, um, we're bringing you that this unique opportunity to get into some really special um, special features uh, and and rewards and so forth at DraftKings because we have partnered with the Hockey Podcast Network as we t- said at the top of the show and so we will bring you uh, great opportunities like this one from DraftKings so be sure you head over to DraftKings uh, app and put that promo code in THPN
1: if you play if you play fantasy sports this is this is this is daily fantasy. yeah and uh, and you'll you'll have fun with it. And if you play fantasy sports, uh, check out allhabs.net because there's a great article just out today mm-hmm. from our dear friend Mike Raschel who's uh, a little bit into fantasy sports.
0: yes he is and
1: uh, he's got what a great article.
0: It's fantastic. yeah it uh, details really enjoyed it. He, he basically takes fantasy hockey and says, okay. The people who play fantasy hockey can probably be broken into these eight or ten different types of fantasy hockey players. And and which one are you? Or combination of them are you? And it's it's funny, but it's also oddly very true.
1: <laughs> well, as I was reading, I was like, well, okay, that's that's Joseph. That's that's Amy.
0: Joseph and I are head to head this week. Oh really? Oh yeah. This is the week. It has started. Uh uh-uh. uh. And he's already beating me, so we're not gonna talk about it for very long. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be trash
1: talking at the end of this week. There
0: will be, um, but we have an enormous show for you today. Uh, if you've been off of the twitters today, then you probably won't know that uh, all of hockey Twitter basically imploded today for a number of reasons. Um, so, in our first segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Uh, a little bit of NHL news, but then, of course, focus on the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers and their respective AHL teams. Um, we've got plenty to talk about in that segment. My goodness, let me tell you. In the second segment, uh, we're going to go around the league, around the AHL. Uh, we've got, now that the AHL is playing... Uh, We've got our very first player of the week uh, for this new shortened season. So we'll tell you who that is, give you a glimpse at the standings after the first weekend in play, uh, and and go from there. And then in the final segment, we go beyond the AHL. The ECHL had an interesting announcement this past week, particularly given all of the news coming out of all of the other leagues of hockey. Are they
1: expanding again?
0: Uh, No, but they do have plans for the playoffs. Nice. Ironically. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, and uh, we've got a little tribute to a very special uh, Canadian creative. Person. Grew up in Montreal, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, uh, we've got a very tasty feel-good finale tonight. So lots to talk about, and as I said on Twitter today, there is so much hockey news, and it's not all very pleasant. And so I think today's going to get a little spicy on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Kathy, you know Kathy usually does ask, "When am I getting an Amy rant?" And you might get one today. I don't know. We'll see. See how fired up I get.
1: I hear a Kathy rant. She should come on the show and do a Kathy rant.
0: She should. I can, I'm I'm formulating all the things that Kathy would rant about and. <laughs> I would giggle a lot, probably. probably. Uh, so let's start in our first segment. This is where we talk about the NHL. We talk about the Montreal Canadiens. We talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. We talk about their prospects and their AHL teams. But before we get to that, I'm just going to say something. I am grateful. We talk about this quite often here uh, at Rocket Sports Media on both of our podcasts, this one and Canadian's Connection. Um, but I'm going to reiterate it again today that we are so grateful to all of our loyal listeners, whether you've been with the Press Zone for the last four years or whether you've been with the Canadian's Connection and, and its, its predecessor, Habs360, for the last eight years, seven or eight years. Um, We appreciate our loyal listeners so much. We appreciate the fact that um, Rick started this independent media site uh, almost 12 years ago. It has grown into such a wonderful organization filled with a fantastic team. And we aren't owned by a parent company. We aren't owned by a big corporate media conglomerate that calls the shots. Um, You know, we... We're independent. It means it's it's financially difficult most of the time, um, that it's uh, a lot of hard work in building things from the ground up. Um, but we are now a fully credentialed outlet. We train a lot of people, a lot of young journalists who are looking to get started, and we produce some pretty fantastic podcasts. As I said, uh, proud to now be a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. With that being said... It's days like today that make me extra grateful for the fact that we are an independent media outlet. Uh, Bell Media has been on a rampage in 2021, uh, laying off massive amounts of people in all of its major markets, um, changing up the way radio stations do things and so forth. And today, in probably the most god-awful new branch of, of, of their wrongdoings, um, they completely shut down a bunch of their TSN radio stations in Vancouver. Their second biggest listenership, their Vancouver, I think it's TSN 1040, uh, their TSN radio station in Winnipeg, uh, one of them in, I think, out near Hamilton. In Ontario, I mean, massive. And and not only did they shut these radio stations down, people clicked on their radio stations to listen to sports talk today, and they heard a canned message followed by a Green Day song. And I believe the one in Vancouver is being replaced by a comedy station. Um, employees weren't informed. They a lot of them found out because it was popping up on Twitter in the middle of their radio shows or they were getting texts from people. Um, Bell Media has just completely obliterated so many positions, so many lives, and so many occupations just in 2021. And, um, I'm pretty opinionated about it. Um, I think it's, you know, I understand how, how the, the media industry works. I've worked in media my entire career, so I understand bottom lines and so forth. But the way they're going about doing it, the things that they are cutting, none of it makes sense. And Rick, I just want to say thank you again to our loyal listeners and readers of the websites and our magazines and Uh, all of our followers on social media and to thank you again for starting this independent media company, because it means that all of us here at rocket sports know that tomorrow we wake up and we still get to interact with and provide content to all of the people who look to us every day to do that.
1: Well, we jumped on the social media platform uh, 13 years ago and, and used it as a way of building a platform uh, to connect with, uh, hockey fans. And, uh, uh, we also built our, our, uh, our, our, hockey department. Um, and it took a lot of hard work and, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of sacrifice, uh, in order to do that. Um, but as you said, uh, that way we, we kind of call our shots and, and, um, you know, it's been a struggle for us too. We've, Mm -hmm. we've, we've had to make, uh, we, we've had to change the way we do things. Um, but, but our, our focus has been, uh, keeping our group together. Uh, we like, we like each other. We like working together and finding new ways to uh, put our product out there and, and, uh, connect with you people. And, and I think, you know, what's really gratifying is that, um, our listeners have helped. Our listeners share our content mm-hmm. on social media. Our listeners tell other uh, fans about uh, uh, what we're doing. And, and it, it, it helps a, a, an awful lot. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say about Bell other than um, they, they've certainly gone about this the absolute wrong way, um, waiting until after they had their, their media event last week Uh, seems a little suspect. And uh, the other things that came out today that uh, their net earnings um, from 2020 uh, were reported five days ago. Uh, Their fourth quarter earnings, fourth quarter earnings, this is a quarter of the earnings last year, $932 million. uh, That's up 29%. Um, the other part of that is that they took a big bailout from, uh, the federal government, $122 million in COVID funds, uh, for salaries. Um, we didn't get a dime, uh, for our, for, for putting us together and, and we're not, uh, we're not getting rid of anyone. Um, I, th- I think, uh, awful the way they did it, awful the way they did not inform people, and uh, you have a, ver- a very tense group. Even those radio stations that are still on the air in Toronto, in Edmonton, in Montreal, uh, they're they're. Sitting there wondering, if, yeah, if they're next, uh, and it, maybe if they've been canceled and they're still broadcasting, you know, uh, that's kind of the way things have happened today. Um, really, and and we know some of these people. We've been on some of their shows, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're good people. And it's it's uh, it's it's a tough day uh, for media in Canada.
0: Absolutely. So uh, our. For what it's worth, our deepest sympathies and condolences to anyone who was affected today or even this year uh, with with how Bell has gone about doing this. Um, And I'll just, you know, get on my soapbox for two more seconds to say this is why you need to support local media and support independent media, because um, the big corporations are doing their darndest uh, to really cut journalism and and sports media At every opportunity, this was a trend that was going on before the pandemic. Uh, I'm afraid that big corporations are going to use the pandemic as an excuse to make further deep, deep cuts as you've seen happening. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, And you can guarantee that you can trust that we will be here every single week with the podcast and every single day on the websites, bringing you all of the news that you've come to trust. Now... (laughs) See, there you go, Kathy, Amy Rand, <laughs> right off the top. Now let's get to uh, the Montreal Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers. So last week we, we kicked off with uh, news out of Montreal. So this week we'll flip it around and we'll start with Philadelphia. Um, and before I can even get to what we had on the agenda today... Um, A couple of major things happened uh, for Flyers fans today. First and foremost, the news that Ron Hextall has now been hired as the new GM of, yeah, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, That's going to make a very interesting cross state battle of Turnpike, uh, battle of the Pennsylvania Turnpike rivalry. Uh, Brian Burke joins him as the director of hockey ops. Um, So, I'm actually Rick, president, of hockey, president of hockey ops, but Rick, I'm I'm actually fascinated to see how that uh, duo is going to to make some make some moves. I you know I put it out there on Twitter today. Like, let's remember, you know, Flyers fans know what Ron Hextall can do to to build uh, depth in a farm system. Uh, as Bill Meltzer did actually point out to me today. Too. when I commented on that, he said, you know, keep in mind the situation was very different for Philadelphia. He had uh, more time to work with because the the top-tier talent for the NHL team was was kind of in their prime. In Pittsburgh, he's got a different task, a different hill to climb, as as Bill said, um, because a, a lot of their top-tier talent is going to start retiring in a few years. Um, so... Um, it 'll be really interesting to see Hextall and Berkey head things up in Pittsburgh
1: two strong personalities and uh, it's you know you can believe it's going to be a tough club to play against um, it, but but what direction are they going in and and after uh, Rutherford left many were wondering if if they would bring in a GM that would uh, accomplish a teardown and uh, and trade some of the the big stars uh, whether it's Crosby or Malkin Um and and start refreshing. You talked about Hextall having having experience with a, a prospect pool. Well, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins have one of the worst in the league, mm-hmm. and that will need to be rebuilt. But to do that, then you have to part ways with your um, with your elite talent. And um, the the messages today, it it sounded like they're more a a win now team. Uh, Than they are uh, ready for a rebuild uh, mm-hmm. just yet. So it sounds like they're going to give it one last chance uh, in the next year or so. Um, the thing that's going to be difficult for them is uh, th- there's cap issues and and certainly this year, and and even more so next year. Um, so it's this is a this is a, a, a tough uh, job for for both of them and. Um, And fortunately, they have one of the who's considered one of the better coaches, one of the top coaches uh, in the NHL. So um, we'll see see what we'll see what happens.
0: Certainly will make Flyers Penguins games even more interesting than they already are with uh, Hexie at the helm over there in Pittsburgh. Uh, So then the other thing that happened today that kind of just threw everything off the rails uh, for for Flyers fans, we already knew that Travis Sanheim did not... Uh, play on Sunday. He was kept out of the lineup at the last minute and was disclosed later that he had been added to the COVID-19 protocol list. Um, not necessarily that he had tested positive, but perhaps he had been in close contact with someone else who had tested positive. We we don't know the, the full um, disclosure about that. Then, uh, yesterday, Philadelphia's two games against uh, New Jersey for later this week, Thursday and Saturday, I believe, um, got postponed by the league because New Jersey continues to have COVID-19 issues. They continue to add players to their COVID-19 reserve list. Um, And so two of the Flyers games got postponed this week. And then today, Darren Drager was the first one saying, um, it's looking like there's going to be at least one more player from the Flyers being added to the COVID list. And sure enough, probably within 45 minutes of that coming out, uh, the the announcement was official that Philadelphia would not play Washington tonight um, and that Justin Braun and Claude Giroux have now been added to the COVID-19 protocol list. So that means tonight's game postponed, Thursday night's game postponed, Saturday night's game postponed. Flyers are scheduled to play on Sunday. We will see if that is going to happen or not. Um, Rick, my big thing here is New Jersey has been the the kind of eye of the storm for all of this. Um, just ask Buffalo. They, they had some COVID-19 cases crop up. Buffalo says that they asked New Jersey and the league for, you know, full transparency and and so forth before Buffalo played New Jersey that same weekend. They say they weren't provided with information or were were told it's fine, go ahead, play the game. And now, of course, we see Jersey has had a full outbreak and Buffalo has now had a full outbreak. Their head coach has COVID-19. Two linesmen from those Buffalo games have now uh, come down with COVID-19. And interestingly enough, Philadelphia played two games in New Jersey, two weeks ago. And if you do the math, typical roughly 14-day incubation period, are these three cases just the tip of the iceberg of what Philadelphia is going to have to deal with in the next week or two? Let's hope not. But Rick, my big thing is the NHL has got to full stop figure out what is going wrong Otherwise, this is going to turn into a bigger disaster than it already is.
1: The, and it was just a few days ago when when Bill Bill Daly said they they had no evidence, no clear evidence uh, that there was on ice transmission, and so they have been focusing on other sources of transmission, and that's why the NHL has been coming down quite harshly, and you saw that with the capitals, on uh, players socializing um, off ice. Um, and, and and that's that's been the, the NHL's focus, but um, you know, it, it's it's kind of clear uh, here uh, that uh, that there there had to have been on ice transmission, given the way it spread from New Jersey to Buffalo to, uh, the, uh, the flyers. And if there's any more clear evidence, it's that the two linesmen involved in, in tho- those games, uh, are also on the COVID list. So I, I think we can, uh, toss out the, there's, there's no evidence of, of, uh, on ice transmission. We, we have pretty good evidence now. And, uh, as such, I think the, the NHL and we're hearing, uh, that they're, they're, uh, revising again their COVID protocols.
0: Well, that's just it. since the last time we did this podcast a week ago, the NHL come, came out with additional COVID protocols, uh, requiring all of the glass behind the benches behind the player benches in every NHL arena to be removed to increase airflow. Uh, talking about using air purifiers and sanitizers behind the bench to help also sanitize the air. In those places, Uh, initially they had said that players can't show up to the rink until 90 minutes before puck drop players absolutely went berserk when they heard that they said, listen, um, we have to have ample time to get there and do our stretching and warm up. Uh, off ice and so forth. Otherwise, you're going to have a whole host of injuries because guys aren't properly prepared to play a game. But you're right. Now today, Dreger again saying that they were going to be reporting on insider trading today that the NHL is now looking at, um, inha- they're calling it enhanced education for family members. Uh, which tells me that they haven't been doing enough in making sure that players, family members at home are also taking, you know, very extreme precautions, talking about new mask regulations, talking about um, uh, goodness, there's a whole there was a whole list of them um, talking about um, increased uh, genetic, um, I can't think of the word right now.
1: Yeah, tracing. The, Gen- yeah, the genetic yeah, to-
0: sourcing to to determine what strain of COVID um, someone may be infected with. All of these, all of these things, um, uh, they're looking at doing uh, rapid testing on game days, which I, I I understand it's a cost thing, but, uh I just. I understand. We said this weeks ago. We understand the NHL uh, and all of these leagues are are going to do their darndest to play, and good on them for all the precautions they're taking. But if you're not going to have a true bubble, then more needed to be done. You could see the writing on the wall with the NFL season that this was going to happen, um, and I just hope they get this under control really quickly. Or or they're going to have to pause the season and nobody wants to see that happen
1: or move into a bubble. And, um, that, that it doesn't sound like the NHL PA wants to go for that either, but, um, something's, something's got to change.
0: The AHL is already dealing with it as well. There's been a whole spate of, uh, postponements and cancellations and so forth just in the opening weekend because of COVID protocol issues. So, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a daily grind uh, with this, but for the Flyers, um, you've got Travis Sanheim, who is uh, one of your very reliable young defensemen, and your captain now on the COVID list as well as Justin Braun. So that's two defensemen, um, and we're just keeping our fingers crossed that it does not get further into the lineup or the coaching staff or the training staff. Than that, um, tense times to be sure, and really, really hope the league uh, gets this under control.
1: Flyers just won an award for their um, the filtration system, eleven million dollar filtration system that they put in the arena. They did uh, for for this very thing.
0: Yes, um, the air in the arena is recirculated every thirty minutes. All of the air in the arena is fully circulated. Recirculated every 30 minutes. That's pretty spectacular. Uh, it's It was a very expensive system to put in. Um, and you're right, they did win an award uh, for it. Um, whew. It's, uh, it's really a shame. Um, well, and you even hear and the other thing is, you know, I, I, I don't want people to get used to Oh, well, that person just got added to the COVID list. Oh, well, that person just got added to the COVID list. There are consequences to that. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov is getting ready to come back from from recovering from COVID. And he even said, funnily, he said, uh, somebody said, were you scared while dealing with COVID? He said, I'm Russian. We're not scared of anything. Um, <laughs> All right. But uh he did admit that he did have trouble breathing and walking for a little bit. Well, that's not what you want a professional – you don't want anybody dealing with that. But keep in mind, just because you hear, oh, well, okay, that player got COVID. He'll just have to quarantine for two – no, it is more serious than that. And there could be health ramifications for a long time, not to mention putting their careers at risk. So something's got to get done to get it under control. And rant number two. Kathy, are you keeping track? <laughs> Um you should
1: score the rants too.
0: Yeah. Really.
1: Hold up the cards.
0: Just I'm going to be full of it today. Let me tell you. So, um but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, Flyers are supposed to play again on Sunday. We will see what happens. It's a shame they had a tremendous game against Washington on su- this past Sunday. Uh they won 7 to 4. Sean Couturier comes off of uh off of IR, comes back into the game. Scores, you know, cup goals, assists, tremendous game. Tremendous game. Uh, And then everything comes to a grinding halt because of COVID. So let's just hope everyone has a speedy recovery.
1: Ovet, goals and assists in that game were ridiculous.
0: Ovet? Yeah, well, that's...
1: (laughs) I was just, I was just, Every, I was just poking to see if I could I spur another rant here. But
0: uh, well, the rant is that um, all of the guys in orange that are on the ice when Ovechkin's on the ice need to not get Mesmerized. awestruck by yeah. his filthy moves that he can do. Poor Philippe Myers just got completely undressed by Alexander Ovechkin, and all of the rest of them were just standing there with their mouth agape and not paying attention to. Tom Wilson all by himself uh, back there. So there are things to work on still. That's okay. Um switching to the AHL team, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, they got their season opened this past Saturday, Rick. Uh they started their it's their 25th season of the Phantoms franchise. Um 7 17- It's tough. It is. You want to
1: celebrate that with fans. I
0: know. And and maybe at some point this season they'll be able to do that. Um but not right now. Uh, it's their seventh season as the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, and they did open in Hershey on Saturday. Um, it was a pretty, I don't want to say boring game, but it was definitely two teams who hadn't played an actual game in a long time uh, for for quite a while for almost the full game. Uh, and Hershey actually had a one nothing lead. And then literally in the last minute, uh, 44 seconds left in the game, um, young Wyatt Wiley scores the game-tying goal. Uh, they go to overtime, and uh, Ryan Fitzgerald pots the overtime winner. Phantoms win their season-opening tilt. Uh, which was pretty pretty darn exciting. Uh, you've got the full recap, of course, at AHLReport.com, including video highlights and a, and a full game summary and so forth. So make sure you go check up on that. Um, unfortunately, a couple of injuries came out of that game. Tyson Forster will be out three to four weeks with a fractured shin bone. Uh, he went down... Um, Snively kind of fell into him awkwardly, took his, took his legs out from underneath of him and it ended up fracturing his shin bone. He needed to be helped off the ice. Um, and Tanner Lasinski, uh, I think is going to be out for a week or two, uh, as well. So did get a little banged up. Uh, that's, it's a shame for Tyson Forster, a uh, young, young rookie. Um, but hopefully he will heal up quickly. At least it wasn't the knee just the fractured shin bone. So, um, uh, Still a
1: tough way to start your pro career, but it is. Yeah, it's very good to have him back.
0: It will. Switching gears now over to the Montreal Canadiens, Rick. um, The Canadiens have been a little up and down here lately. You know, you you had mentioned before. um, Are they going to be able to sustain the offensive production? as they had been doing, you know, everyone was so up on things uh, with all of the games against Vancouver, both on the road and at home, and all the scoring that was happening. And you've mentioned a couple times both here and on the Canadians' connection, you know, is this sustainable? And you've had a couple of examples now of where the answer is um, no, not always.
1: Well, uh, certainly against Ottawa. Both games against Ottawa, uh, uh, one loss, one win. Um, they had trouble uh, generating offense. They had uh, mm-hmm. trouble generating uh, quality scoring chances. They had trouble finishing around the net, uh, and all of those are kind of hallmarks of uh, the, the the Montreal Canadiens of last year. Uh, and you wouldn't think it would happen against the uh, Ottawa Senators, but the Senators just just trapped, clogged the uh, the center of the ice, and uh, Montreal had a tough time breaking that down. Um, kind of got a win by the skin of their teeth on, on, uh, on Saturday. Um, so th- those are they're they're, they've been through, uh, well, they still haven't played Winnipeg, uh, but, uh, they've, they've been through, uh, most of, of the division and, and teams are going to start adjusting and, um, and we'll see if, if they can maintain their, their quick pace and, and, uh, quick strike offense, uh, and a tough test for them coming up tomorrow night. Against uh, the the division leading Toronto Maple Leafs,
0: and a lot of people are saying that now that most teams are ab- about ten games into their season, um, they're really now getting into the form that they would normally be in to start a season because now they've they've played games like a like preseason games would have would have been. So players now have their legs under them, uh, and you're going to see things really settle into a pattern with every team so we'll see if the canadians can can stand up to toronto um, of course, uh, the news coming this week that Kale Fleury and Ryan Paling were reassigned from Montreal's taxi squad down to the Laval Rocket, uh, and we'll in just a moment when we get to the Rocket, we'll talk about why that is um, that they would now be moved down to down to the AHL, uh, and in fact, um, you know, Laval has been. Their training camp went from being 14 days long to now, I think we're closer to 18 <laughs> days long. It's it's uh, because their season was their season start was delayed. Uh, so they just keep going every day and to their credit, uh, Joel Bouchard and sometimes a player holds media availability virtually via Zoom every single day and every single day, uh, our team, whether it's myself or sometimes Chris G, uh, are on that media call talking with Joel Bouchard every single day. Uh, you can go to ahlreport.com. Their every single day's audio is all up on the website. Uh, you certainly don't want to miss any of that. But today uh, I got to speak to Kale Fleury and Joel Bouchard. We'll start with Kale Fleury. Um, you know it's he talked he he's he talked in today's availability about uh, that it was very advantageous of, for him to to spend time on the taxi squad, that it was good for him to be around that really hyped-up winning environment, lots of new pieces to the puzzle in the lineup up there, and, and just really good to get that experience. Um, but now... He's been sent down to Laval, and uh, this, was, this was the question that I had for him and one of the questions I had for him and his response. Um, where do you feel that helps you with your development getting to come down here to the AHL and, and possibly get into some game action?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's big for me to play. Um, as much as I want to be in the NHL all the time and uh, be around those guys every day, I think uh, playing's a really important thing in my development
0: right now. Um, even if it's a weird season or whatever, but, uh, yeah, I think just being in an actual game situation, you can't really replace that in practice. Absolutely. Um, and just kind of going back to training camp, how did you, how did you feel you personally performed in training camp this year?
1: I think I did pretty well. Um, it's kind of short. And like I said, weird with, uh, the groups and everything in camp and all the COVID protocols, but I think, uh, for my situation, I did well and I had some good feedback. So I'm just going to take that and, uh, implemented in this season.
0: Excellent. Good luck. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you. Um, so the big thing for Kale Flurry is that he, he said, you know, for him, reminding folks, he was actually out with an injury when the season went on pause last year. So as he said today, it's been almost a year already since he has played. Um, and so he is chomping at the bit to get to play. So he's, he seems very excited, Rick, to be uh, down uh, practicing now for the second day with Laval and getting ready to actually play a game of hockey.
1: I don't think there should be any allusions here uh, from uh, Habs fans. Kale Fleury uh, is now an, an NHL-quality player. Ryan Paling is an NHL-quality player. Um, and it was really beneficial for them to be up with the team on the taxi squad practicing every day with NHL players uh, around NHL players. and and even Ryan Paling, we heard him say how uh, beneficial it was for him to be uh, even in between Michael Froleak and Corey Perry in the locker room and and picking up things that way. But these these uh, these two young players need to play. And uh, in order to get them game action, uh, they've been sent to to Laval, and, and uh, they'll they'll get in uh, some games and, and and knock the rust off, and uh, then they'll be ready for an opportunity opportunity should one present itself uh, with the Montreal Canadiens.
0: Absolutely. So once uh, Joel Bouchard, and, and hopefully, it's it's my hope that if they made Fleury available today, that perhaps Paling will be available for us to speak to uh, either tomorrow or Thursday. Um, but then once once we were done with Cale Fleury, Joel Bouchard came on the line. And so um, one of our uh, colleagues in, in the French media, Patrick Friolette, um, had asked Cale Fleury what he had done in the offseason um, to, you know, Joel Bouchard's request that they all work on themselves very hard during the off season, And, and Fleury had talked about uh, that he worked on his shot and he worked on uh, his body structure, putting muscle on. And so I asked Joel Bouchard uh, about that and, and about um, what he has seen from Cale Fleury so far, kind of on the flip side of we heard from the player. So let's take a moment here and listen to what the coach had to say about this young defenseman. With him i know it's just been a short period of time yeah. since he came down but but are you pleased with with how he's presenting
2: amy that's a it's a really good question and uh, i'm just gonna say that uh, you're right it's short but the advantage when you know a player i don't need much time to know where he is mm-hmm. his body language when i look at him a few drills see where he is um, that's the advantage when you have a relationship with players hl unfortunately a lot of times we have a bunch of guys takes us time to get to know each other and for a coach to get to know, like with Kale, I just need to look at him in the corner of my eye and see a little bit, what I want to see, what I feel he is. And uh, he was really good today. And you're right. That was my message to all the player. And uh, there's a few guys in the dressing room that did what I said, and I can notice it, even if they didn't play in a game for almost a year, they did their homework and it showed. So, uh, and Kale was one of them and the talk I had with him. And I like, he had a plan when I talked to him, he had a plan. He, 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 that doesn't mean that you know he's going to be perfect like all the young guy. Everybody's starting to play uh, in a few days, but at least um, he did he did the right thing like a lot of our guys. But you're right, he um, he definitely uh, improved in some way during uh, this this hard time.
1: We heard from Joel Bouchard uh, before say that uh, with all this time on their hands uh, away from the rink, that uh, he challenged them. And said, if they don't come back with a, a solid six pack, there's something wrong. They've been doing that's something right. <laughs> wrong.
0: <laughs> Apparently, he's pleased with what Cale Flurry did in the offseason. Um, I'm glad to hear Bouchard have such glowing compliments, um, and that he he seems to not be concerned about uh, where Flurry's at at all right now. Um, that that's a good thing. Um, that bodes well for uh, where what kind of responsibilities Kale Flory will be trusted with in the lineup that bodes well for him getting called back to the taxi squad at some point this season, perhaps. Um, And it it bodes well for him getting to continue his development on the right path. Um, So with that being said, it was announced today, the AHL did release the schedule for the Canadian division just for the month of February. Kind of have to take this a little bit at a time uh, because ontario still has not given toronto or belleville the green light to play home games so what does that mean for the rest of this month of february toronto and belleville will play all of their games on the road Uh, laval will play eight games all at home at the bell center they will host belleville for a four game series starting this friday and then they will host manitoba for a four game series uh, for the, the, the latter half of the month. Um, I think that's going to be, I mean, it's one thing Rick with, with, you know, the, the NHL teams playing, you know, two game series here and there. Um, and the AHL is having to do that as well, but a four game series, that's going to get interesting.
1: Now in the AHL we've seen three game series before, mm-hmm. uh, but as you said, four is a little different, um, and we'll see if they're really tired of each other uh, <laughs> by the by the fourth game. Um, and um, it, with with some of these series, uh, the the Belleville uh, Laval series is four games over the period of a week, mm-hmm. um, so they have some time uh, in between. Uh, whereas, uh, the, 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 uh, the Laval versus, uh, Manitoba series, uh, it takes place in, in five days. It's, uh, it's almost every day. Um, so this is going to be, you know, they, they've had time to prepare. Uh, but once the, once they get shot out of the cannon here, there's no, uh, stopping. there's no stopping.
0: Not at all. Uh, I'll be, I'll be anxious to watch this opening series against the Belleville Senators you'll remember Belleville gave Laval a lot of trouble last year uh, there was Laval for a while could not beat the Belleville Senators um, and things tend to get pretty chippy between those two teams they're pretty good rivals they're right down the road from each other uh, so kicking off the season with four games against them, That could be some very entertaining television. (laughs) Uh, Looking forward to seeing it. Of course, uh, myself and Chris G, we will both uh, be covering the Laval Rocket for you this season, so be sure you're following at the AHL Report and heading over to ahlreport.com. We'll have lots of content, uh, live live game tweeting and game coverage, uh, as well as game recaps and so forth, all starting this Friday. They play Friday and Saturday, back-to-back game right, right out of the gate uh so we are going to take a quick break on the other side we're going to go around the ahl and uh we're going to introduce you to this week's ahl player of the week you don't want to miss that it's a pretty good one i have to say so don't go anywhere we'll be back right after this the press zone is proud to be a partner of rocket sports media digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed Engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at all Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens. And be sure you are following us on Twitter. Uh, You'll want to follow us at the AHL Report, that's kind of the hub where you get all of our game coverage, all of our feature stories, all of uh, Chris G's got great uh, Rocket Notepads that come out uh, regularly, um, as well as, uh, you know, the this podcast and so forth. So you want to make sure that you're following at the AHL Report, but you also want to follow this podcast's account, and that is at the Press Zone. So be sure you're following at the AHL Report and at the Press Zone. Uh, now that, uh, yes, you will not believe it, but the AHL has gotten their season underway. It's a miracle. It's it's wonderful. Um, and as such, even though it hasn't even been a full week, the AHL did award a Player of the Week, uh, and it's going to be a name that uh, I would bet most hockey fans are pretty familiar with if uh, you watched the World Juniors this year, and that would be... Da, 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 da. San Diego Gulls forward Trevor Zegres is selected as the CCM AHL Player of the Week. Um, you know, Rick, he just started his pro career with the San Diego Gulls, and uh, in two games this past weekend, uh, he just had two goals and three assists.
1: Kind of picked yeah. up where no. he left off from the World Juniors, yeah. uh, where he had 18 points in seven games there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, he was he was obviously terrific at uh, at the World Juniors, and uh, just before the AHL season started, uh, TVA um, interviewed uh, former um, uh, Saint John's IceCaps and Laval Rocket head coach Sylvain Lefave now with the Gulls, and um, they were asking him about uh, Jamie Drysdale and and some other players, and and they got around to asking him about. Trevor Zegra and, Zegras, and he just lit up hmm. and said, Zegras, we saw him play at the World Junior Hockey Championship. He has hands.
0: <laughs> I can just hear Sly saying that, too. Uh, yeah, he really does. I mean, he had it on full display at the World Juniors. Um, in this past weekend, in his debut on Friday night, he had a goal and two assists in less than 10 minutes. And then on Saturday night, he scored the game-winning goal. Uh, and had an assist that night as well. So uh, that's quite an opening weekend for this young man. There's already rumblings that he's going to quickly make the case to get a call up uh, to to Anaheim, or at least to the taxi squad. Um, We will see, but if he keeps up that kind of play, uh, I don't think Sylvain Lefebvre will have him very long. (laughs) But uh, good, good job for tre- Trevor Zegers. Uh, if you have the opportunity to catch a San Diego Gulls game, um, I would recommend that you do it. Um, so, well, speak- and speaking of, of other action in the AHL, uh, if you caught the Texas Stars over the weekend, you would have noticed uh, a familiar face. Um, in the crowd one Nikita Sherback is now playing with the Texas Stars uh, and in his three games over opening weekend he had a goal and two assists
1: good start nice to have him back on on this side uh, playing North American hockey
0: absolutely uh, happy to see that uh, so if you're also out there perusing looking for some extra hockey catch a Texas Stars game and uh, you'll see Nikita Sherback um I know this isn't in uh, necessarily around the AHL, but Rick, we should mention that there was a familiar face uh, who made an appearance with the Florida Panthers over the weekend. And that was Noah Juleson having been picked up off waivers by Florida when Montreal uh, placed him on waivers. Um, And I think It was just really refreshing. I think you have a clip of of his post-game media availability after playing his first game with the Panthers. Keep in mind, since he was picked up on waivers, uh, he is required to stay uh, on the NHL roster for, I believe, 30 days. Um, 30 days or 10 games, whichever comes first, something like that. Uh, So he played for the Florida Panthers, uh, met with the media afterwards, and boy, does he sound uh, really excited about how things have worked out for him.
1: Well, I think in in the end, you know, I think it it helped me be ready for this game tonight. Uh, Obviously, I I was skating a lot and and staying in shape. So I think that helped me uh, feel good tonight. You know, I felt pretty good for my first game in a long time. So uh, I'm happy with my game, but there's obviously areas I can still clean up. Yeah, I think he was uh, awesome, you know, helping me out the whole game. He was talking to me uh, every shift in between shifts, just little things here and there that I can uh, clean up to just help us exit our zone better or whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, like I said, he kind of took me under his wing tonight and just kind of showed me everything and talked to me through the whole game. So, just to explain there, he uh, the first uh, clip was about uh, the time that he spent on the taxi squad and and spent. Um, you know, he also had to, to quarantine um, when, when being picked up by Florida from Montreal. Um, and, and he talked about the, that, that it's been nothing but training, nothing but uh, skating. Um, and he feels that it helped him. And uh, talk about people who haven't played in a while. Well, it's c- close to two years for Noah Jolson. So yeah. uh, other than that game, he got in just uh, at the end of uh, in, in the AHL um, just before the season was paused. So, um, it's, uh, it was great to see him back. And he said that he helped me out. He's talking about Keith Yandel, who he was paired with that night. And the two of them, uh, looked pretty good together. And, and Keith Yandel, uh, talked him through it. There's a lot of com- communication going on and, uh, and, and helped him find his way, uh, after being out of the, off the, the NHL, uh, ice for so long.
0: As we said, when he was picked up on waivers, uh, really hoping that this is the beginning of a very positive new chapter for Noah Jolson's career and his life. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great kid. Um, I guess he's not so much of a kid anymore, but, you know, just a great, he's got a lot of work ethic. He's had some unfortunate injuries that have really set him back in his development, and we just wish nothing but the best for him. So hopefully it's just all looking up from here for him. Um, it's only been a few, a few days in the AHL season. So looking at the standings isn't really a clear picture because of course the Canadian division hasn't played yet at all, but there is only one team sitting at the top of the league with six points. One team went three and zero this weekend, and that is the Chicago Wolves. Why are we not surprised? Because <laughs> Chicago has always, has been for a while, a very, uh, a win heavy, uh, franchise. So Chicago is up there with six points. There's four teams tied at four points uh, having gone two uh, and0 or or two and one over the weekend. So um, and
1: one of those teams uh, tweeted this morning that they woke up and they are still unbeaten uh, for their entire franchise career. and that would be right. the Henderson Silver Knights <laughs> who have played two games in the AHL and they have won two games in the AHL wow. in franchise history.
0: I feel like the Vegas Golden Knights had a similar tweet when they debuted and they won their first game or two.
1: Well, it's interesting that <laughs> that the Silver Knights, uh, they've outscored their opponents 11-4 to 4 in those two games, Ooh. and they've racked up 33 minutes in penalties uh, for those two games. Well. So uh, penalty kill must be doing not too badly.
0: Not too badly. They really want to show the league that they've arrived. They're they're here. They're shooting. They're they're they want to get the get the penalties and be in the penalty box and be on the be on the score sheet. Um, so we will uh, we'll have a quite a different picture in the standings a week from now when we actually get the other five teams in the league playing <laughs> finally uh we are going to take one last quick break here when we come back we're going to go beyond the AHL we've got some ECHL news about their playoff plans uh, as well as a special tribute to uh, someone near and dear in the uh, acting community and a great tasty delicious feel-good finale so you don't want to miss it we'll be back in a minute Follow along on Twitter at The AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's The AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, This time around, I will remind you of uh, following uh, for Flyers fans. If you enjoy our Flyers and Phantoms coverage, you'll be wanting to follow our Flyers-specific Twitter account at the Flyers Report, that's where you'll get live game coverage of both Flyers games and Phantoms games, uh, recaps, game previews, uh, features, and all sorts of things. So be sure you're following at the Flyers Report if you're a Flyers fan, uh, or just at the AHL Report, um, where you'll get all sorts of information. Rick, in this segment we go beyond the AHL, and the ECHL is just out there with news like every Other day. Um, the ECHL has has been running at full speed. Coming along, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're just kind of going. And so it's going so well for the ECHL that they announced uh, last week that uh, they have established a format for the 2021 Kelly Cup playoffs. Uh, so it's going to be – it's going to work this way. The top four teams in both the Eastern and Western Conference, based on points percentage at the conclusion of the regular season – will earn postseason berths. All three rounds in the 2021 Kelly Cup playoffs will be a best-of-five series, with the higher-seeded team having the option of playing the first two or the final three games at home, unless a mutual alternative series format is determined. Then the conference semifinals in both conferences will see the first-place team meet the fourth-place finisher, second- and third-place teams face each other, those two winners in each conference meet in the conference finals. Those winners advance to the Kelly Cup finals. Um, all of that, Rick, is supposed to start on Saturday, June 5th. Um, and the Kelly Cup finals are scheduled to end no later than Saturday, July 3rd. So they've got a plan in place. It's certainly more than the AH. The AHL doesn't even know that they're going to try to have a, a true playoff format this year. We'll see. Um, but... I I have to say the ECHL so far, so far, so good, so far doing okay. And, and they may actually be able to award a championship this year.
1: Now there's one team I believe that hasn't started play yet that will join in Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go to the standings, um, uh, they, they've abandoned the, the divisional uh, uh, divisions completely. It's, it's simply the, the conference, as, as is now setting up for, for the playoffs. It's just an East and West simple conference format. Um, and as you said, the, it's by, by winning percentage, the top four in each will head to the playoffs. It's as simple as that.
0: Now, what's interesting about that, And we we know that that comes into play in a normal season for the AHL because there are some teams uh, in the West that don't play the same amount of games that everyone else in the East plays. Um, However, you've mentioned this on the NHL level back when COVID delays started happening, and Pierre Lebrun even mentioned it this past week that – if the NHL runs out of time to start rescheduling all of these postponements, um you may be looking at the playoffs suddenly being determined by points percentage, winning percentage and not by points accumulated. And and Rick, you've talked about that a lot and and if that's the case, then the standings suddenly look very different. They
1: do. And and for example, um Toronto Maple Leafs um, on the weekend, it, they were in first by the number of points. If, um, if you selected points uh, uh, winning percentage, it was uh, Florida Panthers that jumped up. Uh, at the time, they were unbeaten in, um, in regulation. They've, they've lost sense. But um, so uh, you know start getting used to that when you when you check the standings uh, to be looking by by the percentages rather than the, the total number of points.
0: Right. Keep track of both if you want, but just remember that that points percentage may play a big factor this year at the NHL level as well. Um, Rick, there was, uh, you know, it seems, I feel like every other day you, you open, open up the internet, you open up social media, and we've lost another fantastic singer, uh, actor, author, someone uh, today, the, the oldest... Reigning member of the Supremes passed away. Um, it's always somebody.
1: It is, um, and uh, it was. It was kind of. It it, it uh, caused a stir over the weekend when when we heard that uh, Christopher Plummer had died. Mm-hmm. Um, a superb uh, Canadian actor. Um, Born in, in Toronto um, and grew up in Montreal and had connections to, to theater in Montreal. Um, and, um, and, and that's where he, he had interacted with William Shatner, of course, uh, Captain Kirk. And um, of all the roles um, that Christopher Plummer was in over the years, from Sound and Music right through to um, knives out at, at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that was talked about most on social media was his role of General Chang in uh, Star Trek, Star Trek, uh, The Undiscovered Country. And uh, it's, it seemed that, that uh, the discussion all seemed to be around that, that, that he was everyone's f- favorite Klingon. Um, mm. And uh, and kind of an unlikely role for him, and and apparently he had to be talked into it by uh, Leonard Nimoy. Uh, but it was, you know, I, I saw him I- at Stratford. I saw him um, at the at the Festival Theatre in Stratford doing King Lear, and, and the way mm. he bellowed out the lines there, it, it was it was uh, amazing. And and uh, but but over and over and ag- again, people talked about. Uh, his role in in Star Trek, so I just thought we would uh, uh, we would think back to that and uh, and the way that he was able to to meld his 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 loves uh, in that role of General Chang.
2: Tickle us, do we not laugh? Trick us, do we not bleed? Wrong us, shall we not revenge? Right! let's slip
1: the dogs of war now for those shakespeare fans they will oh, recognize those yes. uh, from the merchant in venice uh that th- that was just tremendous uh tremendous uh, role for combining
0: him. two of my favorite things shakespeare and star trek it's they're so unlike each other and there they are in one there they are one one thing it was a, it's a very big shame to lose Christa- uh, christopher christopher incredible actor um And uh, he will he will certainly be be very missed. But we do last week, we couldn't uh, end things on a feel good finale. We had a different tribute last week. So we we are bringing back the feel good finale this week. And I'm actually borrowing one of your trends, Rick. The national day today is national pizza day. That's a good day. It's that it doesn't get more feel good finale than national pizza day. Uh, you know, over the course of the pandemic, I have perfected the art of my homemade pizza baking uh, every night. Uh, yeah, every night. I wish it was every night. <laughs> every night? Wow. Every night, uh, you know. It's, uh, so I'll line
1: up out the door whew, if it's no, every night.
0: No. Every Friday night is uh, pizza night at our house. And um, so I, you know, instead of going out for our favorite pie these days, I I, I make our own pizza for my husband and I. Um we have different toppings in in this house. Like, I have to say. So, what's your favorite topping?
1: Oh, it depends. It depends. But but the the the, the usual the the bacon and pepperoni and sausage and, and... so meat. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. so
0: meat. Of course. Mm. I change it. I mean, I'm I am a plain cheese pizza gal, but I do like like occasionally I'll put a bunch of veggies and some sausage on it, make like a Supreme, like peppers and onions and um, mushrooms and some sausage and whatnot. But I am a fan of the Hawaiian pizza too. Oh no. I am a fan of the Hawaiian pizza. I, I will admit. Hmm. I just like pizza. I mean, I could eat pizza every night. I would weigh 4 billion pounds if I did, but pizza's good. And okay. So now let me ask you this. Um, the New York style thin crust is, of course, my favorite growing up right next to New Jersey, which is practically the pizza capital of of the states, but also New York. Um, so I love good pizzeria pizza. Um, but the year that we took uh, all of our all of our contest winners to the draft in Chicago, we had an official Chicago style deep dish pizza. And that was pretty tasty as well.
1: Well, yeah, and and it's 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 like two different meals. Um, Uh You know, for people that say, "Oh, I've had New York style pizza," unless you've had it in New York, you haven't um, had you haven't had it. And 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 I was surprised at um, just. Few blocks down from Madison Square and having it a slice and it is a little delicious, it, tremendous. Alongside all the construction guys that were there for lunch, oh, that's right. Um, that was tremendous. But but the whole deep dish experience in Chicago when we were there for a draft for the draft, it was delicious. It was it was tremendous. I think I had one slice and uh, I was full. Yeah, no, they had to wheel <laughs> me out of there. It was. <laughs> It's heavy, it's dense, it's it's tasty. Uh, but my goodness it's filling.
0: I saw somebody from Jersey today say arguing about someone saying, Oh, Chicago deep dish is the best. And they were like, That's casserole. <laughs> that's that's it's kinda All like right. pizza casserole. It is. Um so happy national pizza day. I hope you however guess, you like however it. However you like it, whatever your favorite is. Um, and hope you get a slice of, of your favorite pie today. And we hope that you will be back here with us again next week for another episode of The Press Zone. <laughs> believe me, uh, hockey tried to throw all of the news in one day today, but I bet they're going to spread out a lot more news in the next week. So you want to be back here next Tuesday for another episode. We will certainly be here, and we thank you for joining us every week. We'll see you next week on The Press Zone.